You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. And I want to talk specifically why every one of you men will be, deserve to be, and have to be at Emerge. I was waking up this morning just pressing in to what the Holy Spirit really wanted me to land on tonight as I wrap it up. But I want to pray for us because in life, we can get stuck. I look at my journey and I was raised in a great Christian home and my dad, you know, I'm a son of a Marine. My dad was a World War II vet. My brother's in the Navy. I felt like I accomplished a lot, but I looked at my high school years and just what a punk I was. I look at myself in college and if I had to really be honest with you, maybe how many women's lives I screwed up by being selfish, but thinking I was the man. Never thinking I was going to have a daughter one day. And then I go off to grad school and just thought, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to be a chiropractor. I'm going to get in the business world. I come from entrepreneurs. I'm going to get out in the world. And the whole time I felt this tug of war of my soul, conviction, shame, doing stupid stuff on a Friday night. And then if you don't know who you are and then you add money on top of it, can I tell you? Immaturity plus money doesn't work out very well. Thinking I was the man, though. Saturday night, buying drinks for everybody. I'm the man. Just being used and using people. But knowing, growing up in a Christian family, I knew there was a heartbeat towards God. Knowing that I still had a desire on Sunday, even though I was an idiot Monday through Saturday, that I would wake up going, I need to be in the house. It was like a homing beacon that was calling me. And I'd go in, and I'm telling you, during worship, I'd feel shame and conviction, but I would leave there feeling set free. But it was this moment, it was like this yo-yo. And I didn't want to invite people to church because everybody I'd invite, I was train wrecking with them every night. And then they would probably be like, who are you to invite me to church on Sunday? Five shots in. My favorite are the dudes that, you know, when you have too many drinks, you start talking about the gospel. It was like drunk witnessing. Man, Jesus loves you. Come to church on Sunday. How is that guy probably? Too many drinks evangelist. But the deal was, I came to a church and I met a man. His name was Pastor Jurgen. And you get, let me tell you something, over all these many years, I didn't realize it at the time, 
but I just had trust issues. I had, man, can I really trust him? Can I really let him speak into my life? I was letting other men speak into my life in the business world, paying a lot of money for it, but why was my heart so guarded to have a Christian man, a pastor, speak into my life? See, it wasn't until four or five years in that I went all in. But the entire time I was being healed, the entire time I would come to church, I was being discipled. The entire time I was being loved on, poured into, spoken into. This is before Emerge. This is when our church was 150, 300, 500, 700. We were just starting off, but it was one man speaking into another man. And he'd do this with many men. And then those many men would start speaking into other men. What I realized my problem was, I was an unfinished man when I came to this house. And a couple things that I want to speak into that I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to talk about the levels that you need to see that the devil keeps from us. Because every level, you're going to be somewhere on it. And every one of us have a piece of an unfinished man and will never be fully completed till we walk into the gates of heaven. But while we're here, I know what getting over the line looks like to the other side of being a man that found his masculinity. A man that is way further on the side of a finished man than a when I started coming to this house. See, a boy has a lot to learn in his journey to become a man. See, there's no like manual. I know there's a lot of books written on psychology. I'm not talking about that. But the Bible is full of men. I always looked at these genealogy of all these men and these men and these men that they would talk about. The son of this, the son of that, the son of this. And I realized, man, God thinks it's pretty important that we know a lot about fathers. That we know, because you know what? If, if I'm a son of Al Hubbard and people meet Al Hubbard, they kind of know what kind of man I am. I know automatically that I was a man, I was a, a son of a Marine. I had some integrity. My dad taught me the power of being a man of your word. Taught me a lot about if you owe somebody money, you don't need a contract. You shook that man's hand. And if you shook his hand, that's the most powerful thing, and no one can take that from you. That's the kind of man I'm going to raise. And I'm like, all right, Dad. And I just remember if I shook someone's hand, that was more powerful than any contract I could ever sign. A contract doesn't make a man. The character of a heart makes a man. You got to understand that this journey of becoming a man comes through an intervention with his father and fellowship of men. Masculinity is bestowed. So it's just not because you get older, you get more of it. If you're not around men, 
You can't find masculinity. You have to be in it. You have to be around it. Iron sharpens iron of one another. And in this world, we're seeing a bunch of unfinished men that start to have opinions, that start to speak theory like it's factual or it's truth and it's not. And the world starts to buy it. But it's a fake masculinity. See, God goes all through the word, and I just want to share a couple things about it because my journey, I realized that when I came here, I was on a quest. I was trying to find myself. I was trying to find my identity. And I did it because I started seeing a man that would call me out, that speak into me, that would encourage me, that would edify me, that would line me up to win. That he didn't point out my flaws, that he spoke life into me. He would call me a champion. And I remember my inner voice that used to say, he doesn't know me. And all I could think of is, man, I'm going to disappoint him. I can't wait till he finds out, so I'm going to guard my heart. When he finds out what kind of man I really am, he probably doesn't want me parking cars for his church. When he finds out what kind of man I really am, he probably won't hand me over the book of miracles anymore to get up and pray. When he finds out what kind of man I really am, he probably won't want me to be on his board. When he finds out what kind of man I really am, he probably won't want to do coffee with me. But you know what? He found out what kind of man I really was, and he still stuck around. And he still spoke life, and he still prayed for me, and he still said, I can trust you. And he still said, God's doing a new thing in your life. And he still said, I believe in you. And he still said, you're going to do great things for the kingdom. He still said, God's going to use you in a powerful way. He still says, I see something in you. And I learned that the power of another man's word that I respect is one of the most healing things another man can hear. You have captains that signed up that don't feel qualified. But man doesn't get qualified. God qualifies because they said yes. They heard the call and they said yes. The minute they said yes, the captaining began in their life. The Holy Spirit starts showing things to them in their life. And if you're going to lead another man, you just got to be one step in front of them. You don't have to know everything. But what I'm going to tell you is when I want you to understand is that Emerge starts for 12-year-olds. And they come to emerge and they run the gauntlet. They're around us mighty men. If you know any 12-year-olds that don't have a dad, do have a dad, they need to be at, mer at emerge. They need to be around mighty men. They need to get dirty. They need to sleep out under the stars. They need to know that God has put a calling on their life and there's men that love them. We need to be the invitation for them. They need to run the gauntlet. Some of the most powerful things that I've ever seen in my life is some of these young kids running the rite of passage. And I was a mess. A single mom in our church said, can you take my son? His dad and I are divorced, we're not talking, but my son needs to be around men. I'll never forget him coming. I'll never forget him running the gauntlet. I'll never forget that when he fell down and he was crying and felt like giving up, 500 men started chanting his name. 
and he got up and he dusted himself off. And I remember another man running next to him. I was such a mess, I couldn't do anything. By the time he got to the end, I was ugly crying, and they put that Spartan warrior necklace over his neck, and I was a mess, and they lifted him up on the shoulders. I saw a smile that would pierce any darkness. That boy was forever changed because he was forged in a moment because he went from a boy to a cowboy. And see, a cowboy is about 13 through the teenage years to about your early 20s. And if you're there, you're cowboys. And that's where you find adventure and you find hard work. Yellowstone's just building cowboys. It's where they beat it out of a man. Hard work, the grind, the adventure of life. A lot of boys are going from boyhood and never becoming a cowboy. Never going on adventures because life's already too hard because they don't have a dad in their life. They don't have someone showing them purpose in their life. So all they know is hard times and no times. So they try to find good times. And there's a void in those cowboys' life. And then when you go from a cowboy... And I love this because when you're a boy, it says in Psalm 17, 8, keep me as the apple of your eye. Keep the innocence. Keep the joy. And you go to a cowboy in Luke 2, 52, it says, and the boy grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Can we lead some boys to be some cowboys and show them adventure and show them some hard work? Show them how to put their hand to the till. Because we got a bunch of soft boys that don't know what hard work looks like. And if we can't take boys to cowboys, we can't take cowboys to become warriors. In Psalm 45.3, it says, gird up your sword upon your side, O mighty one. If you can't be a warrior, which we just came out of, this last emerge was called warrior. If you're not a warrior right, you're not going to be able to be a king right. David was a warrior. He knew how to take down giants. But if he wasn't a warrior right, that learned how to fight for the things that matter, to fight for what God purposes on your heart, not knowing how to stand for righteousness, not knowing how to leave the 99, go after the one and slay a bear, slay a lion. If he didn't learn how to be a warrior, he wouldn't know how to be the right king with the warrior's heart. See, we have a lot of cowboys that are stuck as cowboys that are meant to be warriors right now. And if they don't cowboy right, meaning other of us teach them, when they get to warrior, they're going to be a harsh warrior. As a warrior, Exodus 15, 3, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. All throughout the Bible, God talks about being warriors. And we got to learn how to warrior right. We live in a world at war. And if we don't raise up mighty young men that know that there is a war going on spiritually, 
And right now we see it physically manifesting itself. Then let me tell you what the next important part is about being raised up in this house. The next part after a warrior is being a lover. You might be single now, but one day you'll want to be a lover. And if you don't cowboy up, and if you don't warrior up, you're not going to be a very good lover. And when you're a lover, you're going to understand. See, I had an understanding. When I came to this house, I was a stuck cowboy. And I had someone speak into me and teach me how to be a warrior. Building character. The things that are important to fight for. I had a lot of energy. I had a lot of passions. They were unfocused. But I had someone to teach me focus on the things that were important. We're at a war at hand. I learned about spiritual warfare. I learned how to pray. I started a prayer meeting because I wanted to be a warrior. I wanted to teach other men how to be warriors. But then one day... I met a girl, and Pastor Jurgen then says, it's time for you to man up and be a lover. You're going to put a ring on that finger and do it with honor. You're going to treat her with respect. I'm going to show you what the Bible says about being the right lover. Your, your wife will be a product of your husbandry. And he would have to constantly speak into it because I, I didn't know that. I had abused women. I had done stupid things. I had to trust someone to show me how to handle the most precious thing to me. And if I could love right, then guess what? I can get blessed with kids. And if I know how to be a lover for my wife, then I'm gonna be a lover of my kids. And now I'm gonna be a protector and a provider. And I'm gonna take ground. The great danger for the warrior is not defeat, but success. I learned success and the enemy was using success to bury me. But because I got warrior right, Pastor Jurgen showed me how to get lover right. Then I could step into what the next one is, and that's to be a king. In Psalm 115, 16, it says, The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to the man. And you've got to understand the goal of the masculine journey, the maturity for which God has been fathering the man since his first breath is to be king. You were all called to be kings, to wield power, influence, and property in his name. Before a man is ready to handle power, his character must be forged. It might be said that all masculine initiation is designed to prepare a man to handle power. And if you don't warrior right, if you don't lover right, if you don't cowboy right, you won't king right. And power will crush you. It will take you out. God's called to give us great power to do mighty things in his name. There is a formula. Emerge is more than a conference. It's a plan. It's a plan to raise masculine men. You got to understand, this is more than signing up for a conference. This is finding out where you got stuck so God can get you healed. If he can get you through a thing. And let me tell you, then I have older men that just say, ah, merge, you know, it's all that kind of rough and stuff. No, no, I got one left for you. After you're a king, God's called you to be a sage. I think so important that I see men in their 60s, 70s, older, they just go, ah, I don't know if God can still use me. 
Proverbs 20, 29, the glory of a young men in their strength, gray hair, the splendor of the old. Too many men, too many men are far too willing to offer their thoughts on subjects in which they have no personal experience, especially experiences with God. That's what the world is doing. See, your wisdom in this house, we need it. We need you to use all that kingdom wisdom to help the kings king right, to help the warriors warrior right, to help the lovers love right, to help the cowboys cowboy up, to help boys become men in their masculinity. See, your role's important at Emerge, sitting around the campfire at night, walking back to the tent with these young men, telling us about your journey, telling us about the pitfalls, telling us about where you made mistakes in business, but you overcame, that God is our warrior, that God is our king. See, what happens is we get so ethereal thinking, I don't have a father, we get stuck. The enemy uses that. But see, God's been fathering us the whole time. I would say, man, I just wish I was father right. God's like, do you see who I sent you? I've been on a 15-year journey in this house. Emerge isn't a conference. It's a calling on our life. It's to see where the men are lost in this world, to see what the news is doing. If I see one more binary, he, she, we, thee, them, I want to kick it in the face. But we're not fighting against flesh and blood. There's a spiritual war that is attacking our masculinity. And I need you to know that you're here for a reason, that Emerge is for a reason, that you're coming to Emerge, that you're bringing every man you know with you. You will find them lost and defeat them, and we will speak life into them. I don't need Star Wars to say this is the way. You know what this house is? This is the way. And you are here with a plan. Lionheart, it's every one of those things I just spoke of. Lionheart is the culmination of everything together. We're the body of Christ. There's gonna be cowboys in here, warriors in here, lovers in here, kings in here, sages in here. And every one of us have a role. Every one of us are a part of something, and it's called God's plan for the men of this country, the men of this house, the men of this city, the men that are around you, everyone that you do life with, and that we will leave no man behind. We are our brother's keeper. Those that are stuck, we're going to get them unstuck. Those that need examples, we're going to show them examples. Every one of you, don't let the devil, don't let the enemy take you out in your mind, in your body, in your spirit. You were called for such a time as this. This registration. I see, I see red seats and it's like the devil just giving me a finger and it ticks me off. I'm serious. When I look at the world, when I have a patient crying on my table today, saying that they went out to the desert, they brought their son's friend, got in a motorcycle accident, and they held his hand while he died this weekend. And my only thought was, did you even witness to him? Did he know Jesus? We never know when our last day is. We never know what tomorrow's gonna bring. 
One of my friends lost his niece this week, 24 years old, UCLA girl, randomly stabbed by a punk. And I'm thinking to myself, we're the father. We're the emerged men. We're the mighty men that could have helped in the middle of that. We can't look at the government. We can't look at, we can't medicate demons. It's gonna take righteous men to bring righteousness back to America, back to the country. This isn't a third world nation. It's because we've lost our way. But like the bat signal in the air, man, when I see that emerge big old E, that's my bat signal. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I wanna pray for you. It doesn't matter where you start, but it does matter where you finish. I'm staring out at a sea of finished men that found their masculinity along the way. It's a journey, it's a quest, and God has a plan for your life. Listen, the first thing I'm gonna say, if you don't know Jesus, you don't know Jesus, you've never said, Jesus, I need you to be my Lord and Savior. Nothing else is important but that. All the other things will come out of that revelation. That God loved you so much that he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross for you and I. There is no perfect man in this room. We all fall short. We've all made mistakes. But Jesus died for those mistakes so you don't have to beat yourself up. Some of you are wearing victory shirts, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Know that you walk in victory because there's a Savior that died for you and I. If you've never given your life to Jesus, or maybe you once did, but you kind of took it back, but tonight you're like, man, I need to get in alignment again. If that's you, tonight, just raise up your hand so I can pray for you. Just saying, I need to put Jesus back where I need to put him. Come on, I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you for your hand. Thank you for being bold. That's what it takes to be a real man. Thank you for those hands up everywhere. Come on, thank you. I see those hands. Come on, let's give it up for all those men that raised our hand tonight. Come on. Listen, if you raise your hand, listen, every one of us, if we're here tonight, we say, man, we love Jesus. We all raise our hand. But see, get, raising a hand doesn't get you into heaven. It's a hard decision. God knows your heart. It's all good. Just raise your hands just so, hey, it's an outward sign going, that's it, I'm all in. Now's where the work is. That's what we get to do is be disciplers, do life with you, show you the way. But we're going to say a prayer right now. So if you raised your hand, even if you didn't raise your hand, you wanted to, but I went too fast, let's all say this prayer. Are you with me? Come on. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross for my sin. Tonight. I repent. I give you my heart. Make it clean. Now, Lord, show me the way. Let the rest of my life be the best of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give it up for every hand lifted. That's what this is about. You can put a war in. Give it a roar. Come on, mighty man. gotta find your roar again now the important part I'm gonna pray for every one of us so just lift up your arms I've been on this journey I know what it feels like 
I know what insecurity feels like. I know what it's like to have another man speak life into me. The devil's a liar. The devil is a liar. If you feel shame, that's the devil. Never, ever let the devil speak to you because you're the son of a king. You have someone whispering in your ear, you tell him to shut his mouth. You're set free and the devil will flee. You remind the devil who your king is. You remind the enemy to back off your family, back off your marriage, back off your kids, back off your life, back off your health, back off your finances, and you remind them who the king of kings are. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, that we are all on a journey. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're getting us unstuck. You're breaking ceilings over our life. We break addictions and strongholds. I thank you. For those that have been stuck in a cowboy that are becoming warriors, those that are warriors that are becoming lovers, those that are lovers that are becoming kings, those that are kings that are stepping into the sage of wisdom, those, Lord, that are speaking life into every generation. I thank you, Lord, that we come together, we unite, and where there's unity, you command a blessing. May you bless these men. May you bless their house. Maybe we walk into our calling. I thank you, Lord, the registrations, that there will be 3,000 men under a tent worshiping you, that, God, we will receive victory in our city, victory in the state that we love, that the righteous will rise, that the men will lead, and victory is yours. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. And all the mighty men of the house said, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.